Welcome back to Barely Serious. You're about to listen to episode 228. But before we get into the podcast, I got to plug Orange County. I will be home headlining one show only Thursday, February 29th. That is a week from today, February 29th. That is Leap Day. I know it's a joke. It's a real day. Come on out. Let's have a good old time. People hit me up all the time asking when I'm coming back to Orange County, asking how they can support. This is it. Come to the show, the real deal, the live thing. Come and see what I've been working on for all these years. Let's see if we can get more people than the last time. The last time was sold out, so it'll be impossible. Maybe we can get some people standing in the back this time. Tickets will be the same price. And you can save some money on those tickets by using promo code GALEN at checkout on Eventbrite. You can also find any information on my Instagram. With that out of the way, enjoy this week's episode. Welcome back to Bailey Series. This is episode 228. I'm chilling in our new place in an unknown location, downtown Austin, Texas, with Mike Eaton. Dude, this rips. Yeah. This fucking rips. I, as much as I very much like quiet, I love the sound of a city. Dude, the sound of cars driving by and people talking and all the honking and stuff in the distance and just commerce happening makes me so happy. I've almost seen two car accidents like right that. like right outside here and I'm just waiting for one where it's just like we get to like step outside and just like continue eating our food. Dog, I hope someone ca- crashes into the first floor. I don't know if that would be dope. That'd be sick as hell. We'd feel that. Yeah. I'd come, down, <laughs> I'd come downstairs in like a neck brace too. I'd be like, oh yeah, no. Exactly. Oh no. Ah, 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 <laughs> my neck hurts. Ah, I can't walk very much further down these stairs, but I want to look. If if somebody crashed on the first floor and like part of your room got like exposed, would you roll out of it on purpose? You wouldn't die from this height. Ah, man, that's a tough one. <laughs> I think like, so I think if I could pull it off where it looked like Cleveland from Family Guy in the bathtub, like, oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> if I could roll out of my bed and then just slide down the floor. <laughs> Dude, okay. I want to talk about this because uh, I left here. So, uh-huh. so we're downtown. Uh, yes. I left here on Sunday and I had no idea about the fucking marathon. The Austin Marathon was going on. Oh, nightmare. And then I make a right onto the damn street, which yeah. is an unnamed unnamed street. Yes. <laughs> Allegedly. Galen's worried people are going to find out where we live. Yeah. In the very brick-through-the-window location without anybody ever knowing. See, that's the problem is you live in a way that people would throw bricks through your window. I live in a way where people would just be like, oh, we're going to come over and party. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. No one's going to throw a brick through our window. You say that now. No one that until you know. wrong until you wrong some girl on, t- on Tinder she gets her whole sorority. I have not dude, since my divorce. I did not re-download any of the apps. Why? I haven't had any of the apps since 2020. None of them. Weren't you married in 2020? Yeah, I got married <laughs> in 2020. But before I was married, I had oh them. oh oh yeah, oh. I had them like the- three three months in. You're like, no, I should really quit these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I deleted them when we uh, like started dating uh, and. Uh, then, like, when I was single again, it was like, I could download these apps and do that same thing where I'm just sad all the time. Because no girl is banging me because of what I look like. That's not true. No hot girl is banging me <laughs> because of what I look like. It, like, it might be a thing that she's cool with or maybe has, like, a weird fetish thing and is into down the road. But my selling point is personality. I'm a good listener. Oh I'm a God. nice guy. <laughs> I care about their hopes and dreams. Well, listen to this. Oh yeah, What'd I should do? do. I should do the math. I should. I think I should do the math because I just got a notification from like Apple, Apple 
uh, pay uh-huh. about like, you know, I just got charged like another $17 to my Tinder account. Oh my God. How much money you've spent on Tinder? How much money I've spent on Tinder? It's got to be over a grand. That's insane. Yeah, but how much pussy I've gotten out of it, it's like way worth it. People spend way more than that on chicks at the bars and never even get to kiss them or take them you home. You probably have spent less on Tinder than I've spent in my life on prostitutes. Yeah, see? Like we're if both you paying added for up, it. Yeah, if you added up... <laughs> fist bump? <laughs> Very sad fist bump. If you, <laughs> if you added up all of the money I've ever spent on sex or even when I've gotten scammed by prostitutes, <laughs> <laughs> if you add all of it together, probably about 2500 bucks. I feel like that's not that bad. I, I never understood how much, like, I've never, like, talked to a whore before. I mean, I've talked to whores, but I've never talked to, like, an actual legal one. Uh, like, it's their job. Um, but well, none of the ones I talked to were legal either, Galen. What do you mean? <laughs> They're hookers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's their job. <laughs> yeah, it's very illegal. Uh, they don't have to fill out, like, a W-9? <laughs> no. Well, they're supposed to. The IRS is just <laughs> yeah. supposed to, to claim cash that you obtain illegally. Yeah, well, that that one actually makes sense. It's because when they finally catch these people, they could hit them with tax fraud at mm-hmm. the same time and double their charge, which is sure. pretty cool. Pretty cool. I guess. I hate money police. Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm calling the IRS. Um, money but, cops. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. I feel like, I don't know, if I were to sell my body, I wouldn't sell it for like 100 bucks. I'd be like, No, that's like a whole like very weird, outdated notion that people have. That you just like, get a blowjob for 100 bucks? Yeah. I mean, like maybe if you're in middle of nowhere and it's a truck stop and it's a disgusting lot lizard a hundred bucks but even like you know like so there's some parts of la that are pretty bad i told you about the time that i was drunk and i just googled skid row so i could could try and find a crackhead to suck my dick oh my god no i don't know this (laughs) it was like four or five in the morning i was leaving like an afters after an afters and it was just like blowed out of my mind and just wasty pants and hadn't gotten laid in like three months and was just like like just come coming out of my eyeballs and i was like i bet i can find a hooker on skid row <laughs> where is skid row <laughs> did it pop up yeah <laughs> and then i just drove around for like 20 minutes and didn't see a soul i was like god damn it why did they clean up these streets <laughs> Skid Row's scary. Dude, do you remember you remember the beginning of the pandemic in LA when oh man, I forgot the dude, I did a show at a park with Kurt Metzger and mm-hmm. it was like this dude, like a scary park. Mm-hmm. Like, like a scary park. I wish I remember I wish I remember the name. But like dude, I had to park like on the street somewhere far and then walk past like twenty homeless people and then like people from the show were just like sitting on this grass hill. Did you ever do you know what I'm talking about? And there's like a pond at this park. <sighs> But it was, dude, it was like near Skid Row and it was like, like, wasn't it called like something amphitheater? No. It had like a funny name though. Everybody was doing stuff outside. It was, yeah, there were so many of those. Yeah. Didn't you have a mic or a show outside that I did? Yeah, I, I hosted an open mic in Central Park, uh, Huntington Beach. Yeah, dude, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It there was, was not. It was not awesome. There was, dude, there's this, uh, Nathan, Nate, Nate, uh, Nate, uh, Damn it, I can't remember his last name, but he brought his dog to this open mic or whatever, mm-hmm. and his dog slipped his harness to go chase. Uh, oh, was it Nate, the guy with the mullet? No, it's a big fat dude. Like, he's probably like your size. And <laughs> I did, hold on, I could just go on Instagram. But his dog slipped the harness and chased this uh, skunk and got sprayed in the fucking face. We had to stop the open mic because it smelled so bad. That rules. Nate. Um. Uh, well, looks like he unfollowed me. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, maybe it might not be Nate. Is it, it was maybe Nathan? Let me put that in N A T. 
No, Matt Robachevsky? Well, nope. Well, hope that guy dies. Maybe he just deleted his Instagram or something. He never really was like a comic or anything. That's why he was there with his dog and his girlfriend. I read a very fascinating uh, history tidbit. Okay. Ernest Hemingway killed himself with a gun that he bought from Abercrombie and Fitch. Before the guy from The Limited bought Abercrombie and Fitch, it was like a cool outdoors, <clears throat> like outdoorsy REI type store. And Hemingway bought a gun from there and killed himself. That's pretty tight. Isn't that cool? I mean, how old I've was that fool? I've shopped there. How old was that fool? That was in, I think it was 1961. Okay, so that's not even like that long ago. The Angels were founded in 1961. 39 plus 24 is what? Not that long ago. 63. So, so 63 years ago. I don't know. I've never read a single Ernest Hemingway book. There's a scrub. No, he ruled. Really? I had to read him in school a lot. Dude, I haven't done any smart reading in so long. I've only read for pleasure for the last decade. Really? I haven't had anything where I like I when I got into like the self-help world and motivational speaking world, I read those books, but I read those books because I was meeting the people that wrote them. But it wasn't like I was like all that interested in any of the material. And then like I got to a point where I read like a shit ton of books and all of them were just like the same fucking message with just different words. And it was like, that was when I got like jaded with the industry. It was, it was just like, it doesn't even fucking matter what you say to people. You just have to say it very convincingly. And if enough people believe you, you can make an income. I'm doing, like, a, I'm doing a, I haven't read a book in a long ass time, but I'm doing a book roast uh-huh. on Saturday for, it's one of Destin and the Lane shows okay. on Saturday at 11 at Spider House Ballroom or something. What book are you roasting? I... I don't know. I you think she know? changed it. She changed it. So at first we were roasting some book by J.K. Rowling, and we were roasting like the genre of romance, which I didn't even know that this chick wrote romance. I thought I don't know why I thought J.K. Rowling only wrote Harry Potter and then just retired. Uh, but I guess she's written other shit. Yeah. Uh, so it was some love book by J.K. Rowling or some shit. I didn't even look it up. Uh, and then she changed it. I think we're just roasting J.K. Rowling. So like Harry Potter and Harry Potter and... So you're just going to go about Harry Potter. Yeah. And so, well, what it is is so we do, it's very funny because we're doing a set up top uh-huh. and then everybody's doing three and then I'm doing seven. And so Craig was like, what the hell? <laughs> and I was like, that's right, little boy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you try getting, I'm doing seven at the book roast. Yeah. Why don't you do more? Get than- <laughs> on my level. <laughs> hey, that's, that's double plus some, I, I don't know the math on it, but it's. More than double. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> By doubling a third. 233.3%. Nice. Yeah. Suck yeah. that, Craig. <laughs> you can see Craig featuring for me at the Empire Comedy Club in Portland, <laughs> Maine, June 29th, one nighter. Come on out. What's that? Uh, probably. It doesn't matter. Well, it does matter if you want people to show up, you son of a bitch. Hey, if you're listening to this and you're in Portland, Maine, and you can't figure out if it's at 8 or 8.30, and you go through all the trouble to buy tickets because you don't want to come. see me. Like, <laughs> don't come then. No, it, I love you, and I'm so proud of you, and make sure that you listen to your mom and brush your teeth because you're clearly a grown-up with Down syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and, then, and then after my seven minutes set, we all go back up, and we have five minutes to just roast. Harry Potter, whatever. Five and then, minutes is so long. Yeah, yeah, and oh. then and then uh, and then I think Destiny's dressing up as J.K. Rowling. I think she's gonna like sit on the stage or something. I think we're gonna like pretend. Ooh, she's, she's gotta get a gun and aim it at a trans woman. <laughs> well, that's if people show up. 
But no, um, people will show up. That sounds like a great show concept. Mike Hughes, you, you know Mike Hughes? Name sounds familiar. Old old comedy dad type. Okay. Uh, in Orange County, he just requested to follow my fucking uh, burner. My no, my Finsta. Oh. Where I only have like fifteen people on it. That's weird. That's so funny. I don't even know how he found it. Um, Good for it. Probably suggested he follow it. I I don't even follow it. Um. But I think what I'm going to do, I don't want to like read any of the books or anything. And it's been a while since I've like, I've watched, rewatched Harry Potter, but I don't really have anything like negative to say about it. I think what I'm going to do for my five minutes, I think I'm just going to go up there and be like, this is my impression of Harry Potter becoming a stand up comedian. And then just doing five more minutes of my own material. <laughs> That's great. I think you should do that. I'm going to do that. I'm just be like, this is Harry Potter pretending to be a stand up comedian. Oh, <laughs> and then just cool. do my own set. I just I have to be by my phone at seven thirty for the ice cream drop. The what? <laughs> There's a special ice cream coming out this week for Best Man. I have to be. It's important, okay? You know, there's fat people, and then there's fat pieces of shit. Yeah, I'm a fat piece of shit, dude. <laughs> dude, at six thirty, I had to order my pastries. What do you mean? But I I didn't realize. Did you set an alarm for it? Well, so thankfully, I'm in with. Uh, shout out to the interrupted baker on Instagram. Uh, she's the best. And so I ordered just through DMs instead of having to do the countdown. Oh, but I nice. got on there because I was trying to order something extra. And then I was like, oh, I'll just DM her so that I don't have to take one out of the thing. And then she was like, they're sold out. And I was like, oh, man, I should have just ordered it. Um, Shit, there's something related. I don't know. It sucks that the, the in the parking lot that we share uh, nearby, that they're <laughs> <laughs> nearby to where we live, there's a, a bakery but it's like, I've never, how do you kill that whole water? It was like this much. I know, I was rationing you. <laughs> That's a crazy thing to do. I was rationing your water. Yeah, no water for Mike. Well, I didn't think, I thought, I mean, I treat water as just like a, like a clear my throat, not as a oh, it's so actually good, drink drink. I can't help it. When water goes into my mouth, I go, glug, 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 until I can't have any more. I'm taking a week off of drinking. You see how I drink water bottles? <laughs> you yeah. remember in the car? It's absolutely insane. It's retarded, actually. That's why I was rationing. <laughs> it makes you so mad every time, It doesn't too. make me mad. It's just amusing. It's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> why does that guy do that? Dude, this guy literally takes the cap off of the water bottle, and his huge bear claw hand just crushes the water bottle, so it shoots all of the water all at once into the back of his throat, and then he just swallows. It's like a Go-Gurt. <laughs> Or like a, you ever remember those Danimals Crush Cups? Yeah. Bro, get health. Joe Bando was right. <laughs> you pre-diabetic fuck. <laughs> Probably can't even tie his own shoes. <coughs> Look at these tied shoes, Joe Bando. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, every once in a while, I, I have that video in my saved. Every once in a while, I'll just go through my saved. And it's just oh. it's just so funny. You're like... All right. <laughs> All right. Dude, I just the- I just started to get healthy. I just, I just got my first message. Let's see what he has to say. <laughs> Mike Eaton, this fucking... <laughs> Dude, it's so funny, is it like there is nothing else going on because it's fucking COVID and there's no comedy to do. And this guy's just screaming on Instagram live. And I was like, I got time. <laughs> How did you even know? How did you even... Did somebody else screen record that for you? No, I... Why were you watching that guy's live? Did he tag you or something? Yeah. He tagged you in the live? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, 
Dude, for all the shit that I've ever said about him, dude, props to that guy for being a real one and standing on business, dude. Because he oh, tagged me in it, and like, well, <laughs> and also several people sent it to me because he had he didn't tag me in the first few and was just going off, calling me like a virtue signaler. Why was, though? Why? Why? How were you guys even in the same sphere? All of the all of this started. Is him and I had beef. Him and I had beef, but. How are you guys even in the same sphere? So I have always had a guy was just a huge annoying piece of shit. Yeah, I'd never seen him do comedy because well he doesn't get booked anywhere because he's not a comedian and so he used his money to start a room mm-hmm. so that he'd have a place to perform. And is that place still around? The therapeutic noise? No, I, it is not. That's what it was called. And I doubted that it's still in business. I know. Uh, but so while that was happening, um, back in the 2019. Ryan Joseph uh, won a comedy festival that I was hosting because um, I had been in it the previous year. And that was like my first like foray into like Hollywood and all this stuff. And it was like a big part of so cool getting. Yeah, I know. It's so sick. But getting into like comedy and stuff. And uh, Ryan had made me laugh really hard. And I didn't really know him at all. And we hadn't really interacted much anywhere because it's L.A. Right. Such a huge fucking scene. Like you, if it's not one of your boys. You really don't see people often. So uh, he had started posting in the L.A. comedy scene page about Bando's mic and sign-up times and stuff when there were no mics allowed anywhere. Yeah. And every time he would post it, all of these people would talk shit and screenshot it and post it and fuck this guy, don't book this piece of shit. Because it was L.A. in 2020, middle of the pandemic, prime liberal dead grandma time if you perform you're killing your grandmother yeah and he's posting this stuff and like all i I just sent him a message and i was like hey dude that bando guy fucking sucks he's not funny you are already way funnier than him two years into comedy and he's seven years into comedy what wait what yeah no This, this was like 2019 no yeah bando just started right no no way no he's been doing it fucking forever you're lying no swear to god what? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, I was giving him some slack because I thought he was just like a brand new guy. He's, I, I, I may be mistaken, but I swear to God, I've seen him post about how it's like a decade in the game and shit like that. But I wouldn't bet my life on that. Well, that's that's a crazy stakes to start a bet at. <laughs> you could just do like $5, man. I don't know why you would go immediately to betting your life on it. That's crazy. This guy doesn't even matter. And you're going to bet your life about it? <laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> Bit of an overreaction. I said I wouldn't bet my life on I, I know. Who would? Implying I would bet my life on something else that's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I usually bet other people's lives on it. Yeah, but... I bet your life on so it. So I sent Ryan that message, and yeah. then Ryan screenshotted it and showed it to Bando. And so then I had a beef with him, and then me and Ryan settled that on stage at an open mic in the back of Creek in 2020. Or oh, 2021. Nice. When the creek opened up, right, uh, I went and signed up for a mic, and he was hosting it, and he brought me on stage, and then we both said "fuck Joe Bando" and dapped up. And then I did a set, and it was all good. And uh, I, I haven't interacted or talked with the guy there. I'm a bad person, and probably like four or five times I've seen him comment on like mutual friends' statuses with like really dumb opinions, and I've just replied like, "Who, Ryan or Joe the Bando?" Yeah, <laughs> and I've seen him comment stuff, and I've replied comments, then I delete them right away because I'm like, I don't want to get back into this. 
uh, Bando and I and Ryan had beef because so it really all started when I I did show up for one of the open mics. I swear to God, we've had this whole conversation on this podcast. Before. Have we really? I think so. Oh well, then we can skip it. Go no, listen. No, tell me. It, to to make it quick, I, I showed up to one of the open mics at Therapeutic Noise, and there was like five people there, and then I like walked. Oh, the packed back. house. Yeah, for them. <laughs> no, call five. the venue. They said there's plenty of seats. <laughs> I mean, five comics there for the open mic. There was zero people, real yeah, people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, there was also no parking. I had to like, park at a pizza place across the street. Uh, and then I walked in there, and then I had to like, check in or whatever. And this was, this was before the pandemic. or Yeah, this was like, before the pandemic that this happened. And um, he was like, name? And I was like, what? And he was like, what's your name? And like, like, then he like, looked up from like, the paper, looked at me, and I looked down at him. And I was like, you know my name. Yeah. And then he was like, yeah, but what's your name? I was like, Galen. And he was, okay, yeah, I got you right here. And then scratched my name off. And of course, I showed up late. I was like, dude, this was back when I was like, you know, king of Orange County. You know, I was yeah, like, yeah, dude, yeah, I was yeah. like, dude, a you. Tool. No, no. I was <laughs> a like, fucking tool. Oh, because I got booked? Get out of here. Uh, and then, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, because of that. What? Nothing. Continue. What? Telling you to get out of here? No, no, because you're you're the fastest retard. Congratulations on being king of Orange County. Hey, I was the only one actually going and doing other shit. Okay, uh, which is what made me the king. All right, <laughs> I'm pretty sure some of those Orange County guys were just touring here. Who? I'm not gonna say. It's very funny though. Uh, who? I can't read your I, lips when yeah, you're laughing. I'm, <laughs> I don't want to say it because you're gonna have to go back and record this and edit it. I'm not. Anyway. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was like, clearly the guy knew who I was and he just wanted to be a fucking gay lord about it. And mm -hmm. then I was like, all right, dude, whatever. And then the whole mic like sucked ass. And then he went up there and did like 15 minutes and sucked. And I was like, what the fuck? And then the pandemic happened and I see him hosting like feedback mics. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the fuck is this two month open micer fucking giving other people feedback about and he was charging them for it like brand new open mics charging them for his advice mm -hmm. and so then ryan joseph posted in the la comedy scene or the orange county it was the orange county comedy scene posted about it and then i was like nah we'll pass like in the comments and then i got into this like facebook fight with this guy destroyed him and then after that him and i like had beef and then i ran into ryan out here um like right when i first moved out here and then we talked about it and he was like yeah that guy's a fucking tool shed and i was like yeah and then now we're cool Nice. I haven't seen Ryan a long, uh, a long ass time, actually. Yeah, I think he's banned from a decent number of places here. Oh, but I don't know why. I've tried to stay out of that stuff. Why are you scrolling through Facebook while we're recording? I'm looking. To, I want to find and see if he has celebrated. A, oh, oh, you're on his page. Yeah, I wanted to see. If it's crazy he hasn't blocked you. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. Oh man, I have so many opinions. I, so. I can't say all my opinions publicly. Uh, I recently, so I, I have this bad habit. My Facebook and my Instagram, everything that I post there, I post with the understanding that everyone I know and interact with could see it. I try to keep my Facebook cleaner than my Instagram. Same, yeah. Like my Facebook, I very rarely post swear words in it. Um, and I try not to post anything like too crazy on there. Um, you know, none of the party fun stuff is on mm -hmm. there. And yeah. then my Instagram is a little more just like what's actually going on and like who I am. My Twitter exists as like a more private 
thing. It's a public Twitter. It's open. Right, it's not right. locked. But it's just like I only have like sixteen hundred followers or something like that. Yeah. And like nobody, I like I I don't really interact with anybody I know on there. Mm-hmm. You know. So like I mostly go and tweet stuff to work out premises, to throw away jokes, uh, to tweet like when I'm excited about something. Occasionally, like I'll cross promote a podcast there or whatever. But for the most part, my Twitter is just like nonsense thoughts. And uh, every now and then I use it to vent in like because I'll see other comedians doing that on there that I know from other scenes talking about stuff that they're frustrated with. And I'll express my frustrations. And I recently I was um, I was upset because I was feeling uh, like a lot of imposter syndrome with comedy. And it was like, man, I'm like I'm doing all of this comedy stuff. But what am I really moving the needle in any way in my comedy career? Is anything I'm doing right now setting me up to be doing more in a year? How is that imposter syndrome? Uh, just the, like is an imposter syndrome where you feel like a fraud? Yeah, I don't feel like a real comic. I have that problem where I don't feel like a real like like comedian. Like because I'm not at the level that I want to be at, and I don't you know I don't write as much as I should, and I don't perform enough, and all so all that stuff is how I'm feeling in my head, and I'm having this thing where. I'm looking at that and I'm rationalizing it by saying like, well, it's good that I'm still trying to work very hard and Mm -hmm. keep excelling. But also the frustration was that I see a bunch of people that are not good at comedy that are just like bad, that are bombing and are like not taking it seriously and have been hanging around for a couple of years. And like I see him at Creek all the time, but I've never seen him do well at anything and they're never on shows and stuff. And it's like those people seem to be, totally confident and have unlimited self-worth about like their ability as a comedian and never feel out of place in any of the situations. And I was just frustrated about that. It's funny that you bring that up because I don't know what it is. Uh, I, I mean, through cross country and track and everything, I've always had just like the most utmost confidence in myself. And I don't even know if it's like confidence. It's just kind of, I just don't think about it, mm-hmm. let alone like, I think it's maybe that's confidence, but I've just never like, I've never had that. Cause I talked to Dom cause I I'm starting to get like, I feel like I have anxiety or something. And I talked to Dom cause Dom gets crazy anxiety, but his is like weird. Cause he talks about like, and he thinks about like before he gets on stage, he's like in his head, he's like, you fucking suck. Your jokes suck. Like blah, blah, blah. I've never thought that once like that. It's not like anxiety like that. So I don't know. That's where I don't know if it's anxiety, but Dude, I threw up before my set at the Comedy Zone in Columbus. I threw up before my set uh, before the late show in Harrisburg. Last night before fucking stupid ass the show at Sunset, just a regular, you know, there was people there. But I, I wasn't nervous, but I threw up. Like, I, it's weird because I've been thrown up, but I'm not thinking about the show. I've, I, I'm having, well, what are you like, thinking about when it happens? I, I, feel, I feel disconnected from my body. It, I feel like when I took those shrooms the month after where I was having like existential crises and then I would snap out of it, I, 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 like that lingering feeling, that's how I've been feeling the past like like the past couple weeks. And I don't know what's going on, but it's kind of scaring me. It is. Because uh, randomly I'll be sitting here and then like, you know, like I'll be like, oh, you know, like I don't feel my arms. And then to try and snap out of it in my head, I'll be like, oh, what? You're scared of what? Not being in pain? Like that's, you know, it, it's very weird, but like, I'll notice that like, like I'll be like, okay, my leg's been on top of my leg for too long. And then I'll start thinking about like, oh man, it's kind of weird that we have legs. Oh, I came out of a, my mom like type of stuff. And I'll start. <laughs> Dude, I'll, it sounds like all of these thoughts sound like you just smoked weed for the first time. It's yeah, but I'm not. Oh, I can't feel my arms. Wait, I can feel my arms. Yeah. But, but what is really feeling an arm? <laughs> if it's not touching something, do you feel anything? But then it translates when I'm on stage and I'll look 
and then I'll see people laughing. And then last night I didn't have any. Once I got on stage, I was you didn't fucking, have any people laughing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were they were burnt out. Right. Uh, I had some people laughing. No, uh, I was laughing. Were you? And then I left to go watch the midgets wrestle. I know it was funny because uh, Ross told me that he was like, "Yeah, Mike left in the middle of your set." And I was like, "Right before I did all new shit, great." <laughs> you were probably like, "Oh, I've heard this these before." He's yeah. not doing anything new, and then left, and then I d- ended on all new shit, and it sucked. I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the people in the front were dying. I had to ask Ross because I did a, a brand new joke for the first time, and I'd ask Ross. I was like, "Were anybody else laughing?" Because I couldn't hear anybody else over the drunk assholes in the front that mm-hmm. like were giving Darian such a hard time. When me and Matt were behind the curtain, and Darian was just like, "I wouldn't," I wouldn't even say he was bombing. He didn't even get a chance. But like we were, they were aggressive. They were like, I was behind the counter. And I looked up at Matt. I was like, "Dude, I don't even want to go up anymore." Like, this sucks. Yeah, they were pretty hammered. But then they were like, for the most part during my set, they were quiet. And then when they did try to get involved, I literally, I, I was just like, I don't want to talk to you, man. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I literally like, I don't want to talk to you. It's kind of selfish. It's like 200 people here and you guys are trying to make it about yourselves. I just want to do my set and leave. Thanks. Yeah. But the most part, I'll, you know, I'll fuck with people. But then I heard how they were with Darian. And I was like, and Darian's a big dude. Yeah. I was like, they, dude. Darian's a big dude. And they were saying they were going to beat his ass. And I was like, <laughs> What? <laughs> What insane person looks at a giant and is like, I can take him? Yeah. Especially looking at a giant who's on a stage that's three feet taller than you. He looks so huge. Well, dude, and so when I was about, when Darian, <coughs> when Darian came off, I was like, which one was it? And like, I pointed at the big guy with the hat and he goes, no, it's the guy next to him. And he was, Darian was like, you'll see him when you walk out there. I was like, okay. And I walked out there. It was just some fucking like twink guy. I was like, yeah. what? It was some suit. Like, I could have fought that guy. Yeah. Like it was, I was like, that's insane to be like, not only have that confidence, but to be in a room for, a, and it was weird that there was, that's how burnt out and long the show was that those people were so tired that they didn't even care that this guy was heckling. They're like, whatever. Dude, Show's almost over. Ashley Sharma was on stage and she was crushing and she's doing very I well. Have, I would have said crushing. Well, I was laughing very hard. All right. And then she opens it up to the Q and A, which is very if, annoying wait, in the middle of a was, sh- in the was, middle of a showcase to do that is such bullshit. Well, I thought there was like a bit behind it and I was waiting for it, and then but, there just wasn't. Uh, no, no, no. But what happened was she asked if anybody has questions, and then this dude in the back just goes body count, <laughs> and. I'm a bad person. Him doing that to her is the worst possible move you could make. It's like, it's so rude. I thought it was hilarious. That's why it was so funny. It was the (laughs) worst possible thing you could say. And it was just like, so fucking funny. But everyone else had the response of like, like, don't ask that. And then you just hear me dying of laughter (laughs) five feet behind the guy that yelled it. (laughs) Then some other guy yelled, show me your tits and shit. Yeah. But that, that was where the show got south because everybody was having amazing sets. And then she did that. And then afterwards, people started trying to interact. And I was like, that's why you don't fucking ask that's questions. That's not her fault. It was, I know. But no, that, I mean, well, she, also she, like, in the back, in the green room, I heard that she was like, oh, I'm going to do like reverse crowd work where they ask me questions. And then went out there and did that. It's like, oh, cool. Thanks. In the middle of a showcase. Thanks, lady. How considerate. Whatever. But um, I don't care. Like, that's creative expression. Do your thing. Um, I thought it was funny. It just it was crazy to have two drunk guys in a row just yell. It was crazy funny because shit. of what those drunk dudes yelled. Yeah, that, it, it was. If funny nobody that drunk said anything, yeah, correct. It would have been terrible. That's how all crowd work works. Uh, reverse the normal, but um, the the thing that was funny is that like the show started at eight fifteen, and I think 
something about like that Wednesday crowd was just already like popping because they were mm. drinking from like eight o'clock. And then there's 150 people in there. And then Matt goes up and Matt, it took a minute, but then Matt got him open and they were laughing mm -hmm. and they were laughing really hard. And by the end of his set, he was cooking. And then Begley went up and Begley was having a great set. Mm -hmm. And I was standing in the green room like, fuck, I was going to do like all new stuff. I got to do like bangers so that mm -hmm. I don't just eat a bag of dicks <laughs> and fuck up the room. Yeah. And fuck up the room. And then I was like, nah, I'm going to have fun. Fuck that. And uh, then I, I was a little adversarial with him at first, uh, but then I, I just did dark jokes and they really got on board mm -hmm. and I had a, like a very, very fun set except for the two newest jokes, just a minute of silence in the middle of my set. <laughs> I listened back to it. I was like, did they really do that bad? And then I listened to it at the beginning. It goes from like little pops to like, I'm crushing on that first joke and I'm getting Big, huge, all of the room laughs, and then I stop that to do my impression, and it just... Oh, I remember that. Nothing, yes, dude. there was nothing. I think yeah. you can hear you laugh. Yeah, I laughed you're very hard. the only person that did. <laughs> well, because I, I've, I, it was the first time I've ever seen that, and I wasn't expecting you to do an impression at all. Yeah. And then you stood up there, and then, yeah, you were just like... Ta-da! Like, <laughs> and it's it's literally a joke I thought of two days ago because uh, porn star Cagney Lynn Carter killed herself, and she did it by sticking a shotgun in her mouth. Nice. And uh, in a group chat that I'm in, my friend sent that TMZ link, like, Cagney Lynn Carter killed herself with shotgun in her mouth. And I replied, I heard it was two. <laughs> and everyone in the group chat was like, yo, that is fucked up. <laughs> and I was like, I bet I could do that on stage. Oh, God. So I just did the impression of a board star sticking a second gun in her mouth. <laughs> and it made it too real because I said her name and that she did it a few days ago. <laughs> that was the first I had heard of it. Uh, yeah, that was the first a lot of them had heard of it. And then they were like, oh, my God. But I also to just now circle back to like the anxiety thing of like throwing up over the show. It was weird because like I just feel like like I don't know what it is. I just feel like I'm not the guy. Like like sometimes you know I show up and I'm like okay you know you have a great set and you're like the guy or like people come up to you and be like oh man how was those you know how was those road geeks blah blah and you get to talk about that stuff and it's like almost like the not like feeling like the guy but like like the aura that kind of surrounds your presence main character yeah I just feel like the past two weeks I've just it, I've just felt like weak, exposed, not normal, it, and I don't know. That's why I'm gonna take a week. Probably off. the moon. I think I'm gonna take a week. <laughs> I'm gonna take a week <laughs> off of drinking. I'm gonna take a week off of drinking and see if I start feeling better or a little bit more because I just feel disconnected from. Like I feel like my mind has been disconnected from my body in a weird way. Okay, and it's the only way I could possibly describe it. Interesting. And there's nothing like there's nothing for me to even be stressed out about. I I'm, I have a, the the most money I've had in a while. Just moved into a dope ass space. I fucking have been doing a ton of crazy cool shows, mm -hmm. and have a bunch of crazy cool shows coming up. So there's no reason for me to not feel like the dude. But for whatever reason, I just I just feel disconnected. I feel like a chump. Yeah, I mean, there's probably more to that that you could explore. I, I think that at some point, I, it probably won't be for a few more years, but at some point you're going to get into therapy yeah. and you're going to start digging into some of your childhood stuff and some of your teenage stuff. And then you're going to be like, whoa, 
I've lived a crazy life. I bang all these girls and I'm mean to them because I actually hate my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I like my mom. I know you think that. I didn't talk to her for two years <laughs> yeah. after I graduated. Yeah, what the fuck? She showed up to my graduation that I didn't talk to her for two years until my brother was born. It was. It wasn't. It was because of some other stuff. I think. Uh, yeah, probably some other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Just push that down in there. Yeah. No, uh, but every time, every time I tell that AA joke, it cures a little bit of the. No. Well, good. Then it should be cured by now. Because boy, have you told that joke? <laughs> it's still so fun. It's wild because they're like, there's some jokes that I'll just remember forever. Um, and that's one of like that'll probably beat out dementia in my brain. Really? I'll just have gray matter floating around up there. I'm like. <laughs> Like twelve stepdad program. I haven't told that joke in a long time. Yeah, for whatever reason, it just for the like the last two years I was telling it, it just stopped working. I was like, maybe people aren't going to AA meetings anymore. <laughs> I don't no. think people go anymore. No, it's such like, an outdated thing, especially not here in Austin. Yeah, no one in Austin goes. to Nobody AA knows anymore. what the twelve steps are. No, I don't even know what the twelve steps are. I know that one of them is, has to do with like God and acceptance. Yeah, uh, first step is we admitted we were powerless over our addiction. Uh, and that our lives had become unmanageable. Uh, and then second is like he sought help through a power greater than ourselves. That's the God one. I don't remember. I used to have to say him every day. But. I should go to therapy, though. I literally, <clears throat> a couple podcasts yeah. ago, talked about for the first time about the time that my mom's ex-boyfriend tried to hang himself in front of me when I was watching TV. Was he jerking? No, he was trying to kill himself. And you were watching TV? Yeah, me and my brother and you're were like, watching can you TV. keep it down? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I'm trying to... to watch Nick at night. Could you hang yourself quieter? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, was, I mean, I was young. Use my to... brother's closet. <laughs> uh, I was young enough to where like I didn't really know that he was trying to like end his life. I was mm-hmm. just I was just like kind of like, what are you what are you doing? <laughs> What's going on over here? Yeah. You know? And then like paramedics showed up and shit, and I was like, oh, all right. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> right on. So right on, brother. That's not great for a kid to see. No, he did it twice. Did he ever complete it? No. This guy sucks. Maybe. <laughs> I've never seen him since. I tried to find him on Facebook, but he's not there. Probably because he His name's finally Daryl Selby. Daryl, if you're out there. Is that a crime? Kill yourself. No. <laughs> <laughs> Finish the job. Is that no. a crime to kill yourself in front of a kid or something? It should be. I mean, it's a crime. To, it's illegal to kill yourself. Yeah. Which is hilarious. So hard to prosecute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Attempted. What would that even be? Attempted self-manslaughter? I think they... I don't even know. You can kill yourself here all day because it's like we don't have a... We didn't have to pay a deposit. Oh, yeah. Let's just kill ourselves. Because that was the main thing with like when Nick Roach killed himself. I was like, man, I wonder where he did it or if he had roommates. Because if I was his roommate, I'd be fucking pissed. I'd be like, I don't think we're going to get I don't think he had roommates. But like also, I'd like. Do you get your deposit back if your roommate blows their head off? If you clean it. (laughs) Do they have companies that are like body hazard cleanup suits? Like like John Wick. No. Yeah. What do you mean? Do you give him a couple shillings? And then they show up and they roll them away in carpets and stuff. I'm not talking about like criminals. I'm talking like oh. your friend kills themselves and then you're like, there's a bunch of blood everywhere and there's nobody else that's going to clean that up. You got to call a company and be like, hey, can you come get the brain out of my carpet or whatever? How do you even get in law? How do you get involved in that? That's got to be a sad like, dude, I've sometimes like, like we're talking about, like, dude, I'll have like a bad set. And I'm like, man. Being alive sucks. These guys go around and clean like 
brain and fecal matter off of walls and they go home and just bang their wife and I think read their kid like, a bedtime story. You know, I think that there's like a certain detachment that some people have to that stuff. And like you also do definitely become numb to it. Like, I don't know if I could ever just become numb to that. Dude, you watch those. Like, just look at the difference between me and you. That video of that lady letting go of the balcony and falling and screaming. <laughs> yeah, see, that's your reaction. Yeah, but it's funny because she was like not the English. No, that's she was, like no. not American. So I, I laugh, understand I laugh very much. I know that that's your point. But for me, I still see a human scared for their life and then falling and dying. They're and in like Saudi Arabia. Me, that's a person. I I know you don't think so, but for me, that's a person. Uh, but but. But it's also it's just like sad. I see that and it makes me sad. Right. I don't want to watch it anymore. I don't like watching it in front of you, especially with how much you enjoy watching it, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. I don't like seeing gore videos. I, I don't like that, I, I don't I like seeing beheadings. Over. I don't like seeing any of that stuff. I think that there are some people that see that stuff, and they're just interested in the mechanics of it. Like, how does a body work? What is all that stuff? And like, I'm sure there are other people that like. They had a family member kill themselves and then like the stain was there and it haunted them all of their childhood. And they're like, I'm going to make sure that no other kid ever has to grow up seeing their dead aunt's stain on the couch or whatever. Oh, God, dude. What? That's I don't know. Graphic, like that. That's a graphic. <laughs> that's such a graphic. People get into weird shit for weird reasons. Like, uh, well, I, actually, all of the examples I was about to use are just from the TV show Law and Order SVU. So <laughs> I don't have like a great answer. I've been watching a lot of SVU, Galen. <laughs> special victims unit. What? Are, who are the unspecial victims? People that don't get raped. I feel like that's more special. No. It's like... No. No? No, it's more special if they try to sex you. I mean... If they're just like, pew, and kill you, that's just murder. But if they're like, uh, 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 I hate you so much, pew, that's scary. You would shoot victim. them after you did the raping? Yeah, I'm not gonna fuck a dead body. Why? Well, well, that's what I was saying when that chick blew, when that question, when that chick blew her head off. It's like at least her pussy was still there. What? You, fuck her you would more, do that? Fuck her one more time before she gets cold. You know what I'm saying? This is a joke, right? No, I've never fucked. Yeah, yeah. I know you've never fucked, but like if the situation. So you're married. Let's pretend somehow something has gone terribly wrong, and you're married to a lady. And or terribly right. If I find the one. Yeah, perfect. All right. It's one of the girls that you DM about sucking your load out of <laughs> <laughs> one of your fletching partners. That's you mean one of them coming in their ass, sucking it out and spitting in their pussy and raising our child together. You mean that DM that works once? God, that just and is, a half and a half. It makes me feel sick to my stomach. To I hear got you say all those words a, in room. It counts as a half. I would do it, too. That's. Even grosser. You think that would affect the baby, or do you think her egg would like separate the fecal matter? Like, you don't think that it would like grow together, would it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I a, would hope that when you went to suck your load out of her asshole, that you like sneeze and accidentally swallowed yourself, and they were like, "No, my sons." <laughs> would that be gay? Yeah, Swall all of it. T touching, tasting your own cum is gay. Have you ever? No. I have. I know you have. You're That's a disgusting animal. I didn't drink a whole fucking pint of it. I literally got some in my hand and I was like, huh. Huh. Wonder what the fuss is all about. It wasn't like the and worst. And then you grew hair on your back and became a cum werewolf. <laughs> We're like, <laughs> I need cum. And now every time there's a full moon, you go out and you just lick small samplings of, of semen. Anyways, imagine this. This is the scenario. You're married. Okay. You found the woman of your dreams and 
she can't get pregnant, so you can just throw unlimited loads in there. That's tight. Yeah, sick as hell. Can we adopt? You could. Nice. And you're planning too soon. And then you wake up one morning and you go to like wake her up and she you know you like squeeze in she has nice butts she got some great yitties you reach around you grab a handful of yitty and you're like yeah and then you start kissing her and you get a boner and then you realize oh no she's had a heart attack she's dead. we're already fucking no no you're waking up and then you're trying to fuck her to, to start your day and you touch and you feel pulse and there's no pulse and you check her wrist and there's no pulse and you try and wake her up and nothing Is you she have cold? sex with her while the parent no she's still warm it like just happened do you try and have sex with her while the paramedics are on the way I feel like the shock would happen would settle in just because we're married, and mm-hmm. I feel like I should I would be careful. All right, you're just dating. Then yeah. Like if there's still a chance, what if I fuck her and she comes back to life because of the adrenaline rush to the heart? That's not how that <laughs> you, you really think Dude. a lot of yourself <laughs> that you're gonna give a dead body an adrenaline rush with your penis. They you say, fucking <laughs> psychopath. Jesus Christ. Well, my penis and some cunnilingus. <laughs> oh, you're gonna eat dead box? <laughs> you, th- you don't even eat pussy, you fucking psychopath. You just learned from a married chick a year ago. It you're not going to be ago. that good. You're not the, the box goat. You yeah, fuck. but we're, we're talking 10 years down the line. You don't think I'll eat at least two more pussy from that? Oh, my God, maybe. But <laughs> if we're lucky. I was thinking, like, just imagine that you just started dating a girl and then this happens in six months. Oh, a six-month relationship? Well, then she is the one. Man, the inside of your head. No wonder you throw up. Six you months. probably just start every now and then realizing who you are as a person. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you're not disconnected. You're finally connected. That's so You're funny. like, oh, shit, this is me? <laughs> that could be. You could be right. I'm literally just an asshole's live forever sticker come to life. <laughs> Why can't I be a T-shirt? Dude, I met someone. Uh, recently, and they said they were talking to someone that was in their 40s. Okay. And they worked as a delivery driver for Jimmy John's, and you are their boss. <laughs> and it was just like, could you? how do you not kill yourself? Wait, start that over? Someone I was talking to met someone that works for you. Yes. At Jimmy John's as a driver. Yeah. And when they met them, they know you. Yeah. They know me. I don't remember who this was, but someone was talking to someone, and then... They found out that you were this person's boss, and they're just like, I can't respect you as a human. You're in your 40s, and Galen's your boss. It's actually pretty cool. It's, dude, I would gun my mouth so I was, hard. I'm actually the probably the cool. I'm every, if you wanted a manager, it would be me. Yes. Yeah. 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 If, if I was at a place where I was getting a job because I didn't care about anything and life was over and I just needed money so that I could put food on the table, then yes, you'd be the perfect manager. Thanks. If I was a person who ever had even just the slightest teensy bit of ambition, gun in my mouth. Gun in my mouth right away. Yeah. Well, it's also very funny because there's there's this lady that works there now and she's like 35 with like two kids that are like almost 20. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's like... It's right because she has to ask me permission to like go home. <laughs> That's crazy. Can you imagine? Excuse me, young child. Can I go home and take care of my children that are older than you? <laughs> I'm like, no, you have to take out the trash. <laughs> Dude, you know what's insane? Is that you can tell multiple women, make me a sandwich. <laughs> And it's their job. 
<laughs> you unlocked a new level. <laughs> That's so crazy to think about. Uh, I would never do that. I would never do that. I know. It's just funny to think you could. Yeah. Um, all right, so you said before this that we should establish some house rules. Oh, yeah, because so when are you, you moving in a few days? Yeah, I'm going to get the rest of my stuff probably uh, a little bit over the week. I'm going to get a few more things over the weekend, then I'm going to rent a van. Cool, because I here. leave uh, Wednesday. I fly out Wednesday morning like 6 in the morning, so nice. you could just be here before then. Yeah. That'd be dope. What, for whiskey? No, whiskey's going over to Ross's for that, that time yes. that I'm gone. Um, but... I don't know. It's weird. This is the first I've ever like lived alone. Uh-huh. Maybe that's why I'm having these weirdo anxieties. Yeah, you're finally becoming an adult. Maybe. I brush my teeth now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why. I brush my teeth now. I have a fridge. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I like I like I like wake you bought up. Bought your own orange juice. I bought my own orange juice. There's other shit that makes me like that I feel like an adult. I'm like, oh, I have to get renter's insurance. Yeah. I'm like, I don't. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. I, like when I first moved into that other apartment, I was just. I literally went to like lemonade.com, paid 10 bucks to get a policy and then canceled it after I sent the landlord the thing. But now I like now that I am actually in my own place, I'm like okay, I should actually have yeah, like insurance. Um I don't know. But like being be, like living here alone is kind of wild because it's just like it's you know, it's just me. I'm like mm-hmm. it's like echo echo echo. It also it's also weird cuz I, I haven't set up the TVs yet. Yeah. I haven't you know, we haven't we set up the Wi-Fi yet uh or anything. So it's like I'm like, you know, I'm just like watching movies on my laptop and then like going out and getting wasted and doing comedy and then like coming back and then it's just me here. It's weird. It's the first time I've ever lived alone. So I'm just kind of like, it's just a new experience and I don't like hate it, but I also, it's just like, you miss me. You want me to move in? I like the, I, f- I just like the, the security presence of having someone else. No. Just like even like something, you know, like I was here and I was just like, Mike's on the other side of that door. That's closed. I'm safe. Yeah. <laughs> It's the effect I have on people. They feel safe. <laughs> no, feel safer I, than not safe. No, I definitely get that. When I um They've just never been alone for more than a couple of days. And it's when been I like first a week. moved to Austin, I moved in with a lady while I figured out where I wanted to live. Then I got my apartment and I had it was just a nice little one bedroom apartment up in the Arboretum, but it was you know, like about half this size. Uh but it was one big living room, kitchen area, and then a bedroom. And there were tons of times where i was just like unbelievably lonely and sad and it was just like yeah i'm the only person in these apartments that's just a single dude everyone else it's either a couple or a family living in these apartments everyone around me is in like family housing i'm going out and playing volleyball and going to my job and then coming home to this fucking apartment like yeah what am i doing with my life where am I going to be in five years? Am I still going to be just a single guy at these fucking apartments? Am I the creepy guy that I used to see when I played at the, like the playground of the apartments when I was growing up? Yeah. Like, am I just going to be that dude that you like see and you're like, wow, look at that fat piece of shit drinking chocolate milk on his porch. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, is, is that going to be some kids like first memory? Yeah. I get that. I just feel, yeah, I just feel like exposed. Maybe I think that probably is contributing to the anxieties. Yeah. I don't even, I don't want to even call it anxieties cause I don't get anxiety. Like I don't, I don't. Well, you do. I do. I do. But I don't like. I usually just laugh it off, and I'm just like. Well, that doesn't always work. No. Um, that is a very good method. There, I a, a brilliant woman once told me, uh, either laugh or cry. Those are your options when you're really? when you're confronted with something terrible. I haven't done, and I haven't cried in a while. Well, I will tell you that like I had a very difficult time with that until my 
With what? With uh, crying or being emotionally vulnerable or allowing myself to feel any negative emotions. Because, like, I hate being sad and I have clinical depression. So there's always, like, just a tinge of that sadness in all of my feelings. Even when I'm the most happy, there will just be little moments where I'm just very sad. Mm. And um, that's, just, that's just the way that I am. And so I think there's there's a value to accepting some of that stuff and not laughing it off and not pushing it off and not feeling it. But for a very long time, I, if I felt negative emotions or I felt sad about something, I would just laugh or make a joke about it. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I made jokes about killing myself for so long because it was like, that's the only way I'm going to not kill myself. Uh, but it's just, it's, Okay. You'll, yeah, no, I get okay. it. Okay. Let me knock on wood here, pal. No, dude, but high school was like a like a tough time. And like then I, after high school, I was just like shut off and then like didn't know what I wanted to do with my life or anything. And I was miserable. And then I went through like this thing and I, I got a lot better about experiencing those emotions. But I still have to like work on that in therapy about like feeling the negative stuff and allowing myself like the space to be sad. And like that's the thing is you can't like just be crushing it all the time. You can't just have right. nothing but wins. Like your life has to be punctuated, you know? It's also weird. So you were saying you have anxiety about not doing too much. <clears throat> I have I have like the opposite. I have I kinda get nervous and like mm -hmm. um I think about like Oh shit. It's seven twenty nine. You you keep talking, but I'm not going to be listening because I gotta get this ice cream. Okay, well can I just pause I, it and then we could re resume? Yeah, if you want all right. to. How long is this gonna take? Oh, not very long. That's right, why I'll I was saying so you can just quick. keep talking. Oh my god, why is the service going so Alright, sorry for that quick pause. Mike had to get fucking ice cream in the middle of a, a very serious conversation. Caleb's <laughs> bearing his soul. And I'm like, hold on, gotta get ice cream. <laughs> also, how insane was it that my spidey sense ticked at like the exact moment I needed? I can't believe you didn't set an alarm. You aren't I, a, you aren't a piece of shit after all. You're I, just I didn't want to ruin the podcast. No, I know, but you could set a fucking silent alarm. Uh, I guess you did actually. It was <laughs> in my brain. Uh, but I was saying that like people like you were saying stuff about like, you don't feel good enough or you don't like you know you're not doing enough. I have the opposite. I feel I feel like the pressure of like 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 a when I make it type of thing. Like I don't know. So like you know when I go to the the Fort Wallen Beach show, there's that the the server there that loves me and she runs up and gives me a hug every time. The fucking I tr I treat like the server stuff very well and all this stuff and I like I have like anxiety of like oh am I able to like keep this up because I feel like I'm not like that nice like, like uh, you know what i mean and so it's like i feel like you know once you reach a certain level a level that people all know you and then it's like everybody comes up to you and says some stuff it's like oh like you know what if you have a bad day what if you're having a bad day you're worried about being eminem in the my name is video i haven't seen it or not my name is what is the i am whatever you say i am oh yeah if i wasn't then why would like, what i say i am yeah when he's angry. Radio won't even play my jam. When he's angry at the thing and they come up and they ask for a picture, he's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could see that being you. Yeah. I mean. But also, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? I know. I know. But like, like I'll have, well, I'll have like dreams and shit where like, like stuff happens and like, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh shit. What are you, a girl? Your dreams affect you? <laughs> no, not. They won't affect me, but <laughs> I'll wake up. I'll wake up and think about it and be like, oh shit, that was fucking weird. And then I'll be like, well, actually, that's not even like that far fetched. Like if I was in that situation, I mean, I might act like, that. I mean, not act like that. I'm very, I'm very nice to especially anybody that like, if you spend money to come see me. Oh, I'm fucking, I love you. I'll shake your hand, take a picture, all this stuff. You took time out of your day. You took time out of your day. You spent money. Uh, I literally, yeah. I literally broke it down for someone that's not a comic cause they, they were asking me and I was like, dude, I, the, like, I don't want to say it's people who support me. Like fucking treat them with the utmost respect and, and everything. And cause it's like, yo, like to, 
if you were to come see me at the Harrisburg Comedy Zone and there was, you know, 100 plus people at every show, let's say if you were a couple, you went tickets minimum, the get in price was 20 bucks plus fees. You, for you and your girlfriend, that's 50 bucks right there. Then drinks, it's another 50 bucks right there. Plus, it's like, you know, a night out. So you're going to go get dinner and like actually make like a full date. You're spending like 200 bucks just to see my ass and what I'm just going to not be cool. Yeah. You no, I, I mean? agree. I do the same thing. Yeah. Anybody that's ever asked for like I don't even care if it's fucking open micers. Mm-hmm. If you approach me and you want a picture with me and you want to say something nice to me about mm-hmm. comedy that you just saw me do, I will always have time for it. And mm-hmm. I I'm very bad at taking compliments. I don't know how to do that when people are like that was fucking amazing, that was incredible. I just thank you so much. Yeah. That's what I yeah. was hoping it was, but I <laughs> Yeah. But even yeah. when I, even when I sign shit, I'll write I'll write I saw Galen bomb and then I'll sign it. Even even I've even I've had like the set of my life. There's a fucking, there's a roof in, I don't know, Cleveland or somewhere where I literally wrote, I bombed here. Cause it's just like, ah, I don't want to be like, I don't want to just write, write my name or I don't want to like just sign my name. And then it's just blank. They're like, oh, that's kind of fucking lame. Like if somebody was, he was like, oh, I guess he was here. But then you got to like write something funny, but yeah, I'm like, oh, like, oh, Galen definitely bombed here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I also don't want people to think that either. You know, yeah, so, so I'm like, don't Shit. write that. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot. You fucking moron. I don't know why that's, I don't know why that's, man, your problems are I really signed, easy to solve, dude. I signed that before the show. I don't want people to think I bobbed. Well, then don't write I bobbed. Oh, problem solved. <laughs> Holy shit, man. I think I just cured your anxiety. Stop doing dumb shit and you won't feel dumb. Oh, that rips. Do you feel pressure? On certain shows versus other shows? Yeah, my blood pressure. <laughs> no, dude, I do. I um, Like tonight, there's a lot of pressure to do good um, because it's all the Black Rifle guys. Mm. And I want to do like really, really good in front of them. Right. Um, and it'll be a pretty packed crowd. Uh, so, you know, it's just like I, I feel pressure to do shows like that. Last night, I felt pressure because Joe Begley was doing very well and I needed to do well, too. Yeah. Like, I'll feel pressure in a moment like that, but then, like... Um, Do you feel pressure when somebody sucks shit, like, right before you? Or you, No, I, I feel better about when it. When somebody like, oh. sucks shit right before me, it... Well, it depends. It very much depends on why they suck shit. Oh. If it's somebody that I think is funny, and then they suck shit, it's like, oh, no. Maybe yeah. this is a bad crowd. But if it's somebody that I'm like, oh, they're pretty fucking mid, and then they suck, it's like... Yeah, let me show you how to do this. Yeah, yeah. That is the only like kind of ego time I get into for comedy stuff where it's like, yeah, I got that. But it's also like I, I've gone up a lot in Austin. Like I've done a lot of sets here, and I've like I've got a lot of material that works, and I try and work on a lot of new materials. So it's like I have a little bit of reason to feel that way. Mm-hmm. But then also, but then also, I I most of the time, I'm just like, man, I wish people thought I was funnier and booked me, mm. like. I don't think that there's ever an amount that I'll be uh, like booked enough to be like, no one hates me. Yeah. But, you know, every weekend would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also funny because it's like, I, you know, sometimes I'll think about like what's next and then I don't know that I don't know what is next, but I just know what I could do now. And so, like, you know, I set forth those goals that I set forth at the beginning of the year. Uh, and so far I've been doing them two podcasts a week and did the fucking, we wouldn't believe it. The numbers are like insane. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I thought that it was going to be the opposite. I thought that maybe cause I, I, I wanted to put out two weeks so that I could reach 300 uh, episodes and it, I should hit 300 episodes 
around November. And I wanted to hit 300 episodes before um, the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And I thought that maybe people were going to get... What are you at right now? This is 228. Whoa. Um, so you have 72 more to go. Mm-hmm. At two a week, that's 30 weeks. Yeah. No, I figured that out. Uh, okay. Weeks. Well, I was... Okay, I can't do math out loud, son of a bitch. Um, but... I thought that it was going to be the opposite. I thought people would just like get burned out or they'd be like, oh, I guess I'll just now I could just pick and choose instead of listening every week. But it's, it's actually insane that people it's like there's more. It's it's getting it's it's like, yeah, you know, well, if you have more content for people to listen to people, want it's it's not like people are only listening to podcasts for an hour a day. Like a lot of people just put on podcasts their whole day at work. Yeah. And so that like if they have a podcast they really like and someone dude, I get this way when I listen to a podcast, I will listen to 40 episodes in a row. Before I get burnt out of their voice, and then I'll switch over to someone else's, yeah. And then I'll go back and listen to every episode. And there's like when Two Bears came out, Two Bears One Cave, yeah. I started listening to it on like episode thirty something, and then I listened back all the way to the very first episode. Mm. And then like I stayed current with them for a while, and then I you know got really into like uh, listening to just all of the middle of no- somewhere with Chad Daniels and Cy Amundsen, and then like now like I switch between Chubby Behemoth. And Matt and Shane's Secret Pod and Stavi's World and Are You Garbage? But like those guys, they have new stuff coming out constantly. So it's like anytime I got a long fucking drive, I just yeah. throw one of those on. Yeah. It's just, I guess it's just hard for me to wrap my head around it a little bit because I don't listen to podcasts. Yeah. Like I do when, like, but I have to feel like in the mood for it. Mm-hmm. And then I pretty much only throw on like Matt and Shane's Secret Podcast just because I know that it's just like, just silly willy. I don't have to think about anything really. They're not, you know, even like, you know, I used to listen to Rogan every once in a while, but then it was just like, he just starts talking about stuff that I have to think about. It's like, I don't want to think. I just listen to protect our parks. Really? Yeah. I haven't yeah. listened to a, I, well, I wouldn't listen to any of the new episodes of Joe Rogan. I would go to the very beginning and then I would listen to like when he would have like Ari on and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then they would talk about like, dude, they'd talk about this is, you know, 10, 11 years ago and they're talking about like their experiences on the road and shit like that. And I'm like, Oh dude, like this is fucking, I'm actually like learning. I'm actually learning from this. Now it's like, now he's so, like, Rogan's so big and so, like, disconnected that it's like, I mean, not disconnected, but it's like, he's not talking about, you know, being on the road anymore. No. He's just, and he's doing, like, And arena. also, his doing, road is so different from the road. Yeah, he's yeah. doing arenas and flying on a private jet. Oh, yeah. relatable. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> so I took the PJ to MGM Arena. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, what are either of those like? <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure to tip my private jet lady, too, when I, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's you like, know, You're what? a real scumbag if you don't tip the pilot. It's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> oh shit. Shit. <laughs> I've just been saying thank you when I got off the flight. <laughs> yeah Uh, but those old ass episodes and they'll talk about especially the ones with joey diaz because then joey diaz will talk about like getting stiffed at shows and like all this stuff and like how he handled it and i was like yeah i would handle it just that way and then i just never have yeah dude that was my favorite thing that louis said to me in the green room who louis who louis oh yeah 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 Yeah, the goat (laughs) like the the fucking best when you said that i don't know i thought you were talking about the guy from sidebar no no, no, couldn't <laughs> be further from right, the guy at Sidebar. That's Lewis. Uh, cool guy. But, but Louis is talking about, like, because he hadn't released the Dolby stuff yet, and he was talking about why he was working Creek, and uh, he looked at me and he goes, never stop doing clubs, don't ever just do arenas. You know, if you just do arenas and use stadiums, you know, you'll lose touch. You got to make sure you keep doing clubs. And I, yeah. and I just looked at him and was like, Oh man, I was just gonna keep doing stadiums. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he looked at me and smiled. It was just like, oh yeah. 
shit. I'm so glad that I said it too because I thought it and I was like, don't say that. You don't need to be funny to the funniest person to ever live. I was like, you can say that. Say yeah. That. That's so funny. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, Before we wrap this up, I want what's, uh, what's one piece of advice you want to give yourself for five years in advance? <sighs> Mike, in five years. Um, Buy NVIDIA shit. No, I, have no, I have no idea. Oh, man. that's what I wanted to fucking bring up earlier. We need a fucking... There needs to be a new app because TikTok... I've posted some things on TikTok that have gotten a lot of plays, but it's like that the followers there don't matter. And like Instagram is dying uh, and... Uh, Twitter is already dead. Like having a Twitter back in the day was like like gas. Like, like yeah. you needed it. You and can like, sell shows. Yeah. Fall, yeah. Now it's dead. Uh, Snapchat's dying. But for whatever reason, they changed their like thing, and now I get like random people viewing my story, which is cool. I guess. Yeah, the public story thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there needs to be like a new app because the TikTok is so weird because like the followers, it's like every thousand followers on TikTok is like the equivalent of like 50 on Instagram, like yes. real people. And it's like funny cause you'll watch these videos of these people going around and like asking people questions. They're like, Oh, you got it right now. If you're following me, I'll double it. And the people have to like, they have to check. It's like, Oh, you don't even know if you fucking follow this person. Well, so that's, that's so actually a ploy. If you watch, there's always an edit and they'll see if you follow me, the people will be like, yeah, but sometimes you can catch them with their thumb. They, they, what they're doing is telling that person if, if you follow me right now, Oh, but they're pretending like, oh, they already follow me. Like everybody should be following me. And so the, then the oh. idea is if you get approached by one of these people and you get the free shit, you get the bonus for being already following them. So you watching this video means you're more likely to see them. So you should follow them. Which is retarded. It's when am I going to run into David at Mall of America? Dog, I hope it happens to you. I hope it happens to you. And one of these random guys goes, five bucks, would you buy this mystery box? And you go, shit, yeah. I would buy the mystery box. We should go around and do that and just have the worst things in the mystery box. Used condom. <laughs> yeah, shit like that. Would that be a crime? Uh, if it was real cum. That's a crime? a crime? Yeah. We're not throwing bodily it on them. fluids, uh, giving people bodily fluids, I think, like against their will. As long as there's no transaction, if we just like show it to them and don't actually transact. I'm sure it, it, so this is uh I know a lawyer that works in this world where it's What world is this? The debauchery. No no just like <laughs> you run potential crimes by him and he lets you know how to cover yourself for liability. <laughs> uh give him a call. Yeah. Give him a call. Yeah, it's uh What if it's not your cum? I don't think that that matters. I don't like this line of questioning. Um, yes, let's become TikTokers, Galen. <laughs> asshole. Let's go do bad gifts to people. It'll be funny. I think it'd be funny. You should yeah. see. I, I think I deleted it all. and There's no way that you've seen this. But when I first, before I even started doing uh, comedy, I did this like hidden camera thing at Rouse where I dressed up. I used to work at Rouse, so I still had the uniform. I dressed up as an old employee. And I had I had to have my buddy Robert film me and I had like an AirPod in so that like you could hear the audio. Oh, and I would just like take stuff out of people's carts and eat it like right in front of them. And this this one old lady, I grabbed their like ranch and I just chugged this bottle of ranch like out of their out of their cart. And it was really funny. And then I went to, and took this uh, can of Sprite out of this lady's cart, this old lady's cart. And I fucking shot. I stabbed it with a screwdriver to shotgun it. And then when I stabbed it, it like sprayed into her eyes. 
and she was like, my eyes. And then I just like got so scared that I just shotgunned it in front of her anyway. And then she was like, my eyes. Oh, it got in my eyes. And I like just ran. We just, we just got shit. out of there. We're like, oh shit, I could get in trouble for this. Yeah, and, like is that assault? I don't know what you did. I, I, I what I do know is you need to find these videos. Uh, it's I think it's I could find it. I could find it. I'll send it to you. Find that video. Yeah, but, yeah. Dude, I literally. You I was need like, to get a Patreon. I was like 19 years old. I have a bunch of videos of me doing stupid shit. Yeah, get a Patreon. Put them behind a paywall. Really? Yeah, that's hilarious. I also have one that send a message to me or Galen if you would pay to see him pranking old women a decade ago. <laughs> There's also one where I wrote on my buddy. Uh, I wrote he I have his location and he was at the gym and so I drove to the mm-hmm. gym and I put a note on his car uh, last thing I put a note on his car and it said hey man I, I hit your car I don't have insurance I'm just somebody saw it I'm just making it look like I'm writing a note you know have a good one and then you know I parked a distance away and I'm, I recorded his reaction and uh, you know he's looking around the car and he's like like looking for the damage and stuff and then I see him so he starts walking towards my car and so I'm thinking like the jig is up so I'm about to like open it but I have tinted windows so he has no idea that I'm that that it's like my car. And this is before the fucking bumper fell off, mm-hmm. uh, and all of a sudden this cop pulls around from behind me, and he goes, he starts telling the cop about this, and I'm just recording all of this, and I'm just laughing my ass off in the car, and then like I get out of my car, and I'm just like, ah! and then the cop just started shitting his pants laughing. Oh, and that just, rules! Like, pointing in his face, just laughing. If just also he laughed so hard because he was like. What the fuck you want me to do about this kid? Pro- probably just like fuck you, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Fucking sniff the trail and find him, you know? Of the no damage he caused <laughs> to your vehicle. <laughs> anyway, this is a fun ass episode. I leave the final minute of the podcast to the guest to say whatever, plug whatever, any final parting words of wisdom you might have in case you die on the way to your show right now. God, that would, I'd be so mad if I died on the way to my show. Uh, come out and see me. Um, this Saturday, I'm on a show at Soho House. Um, the 29th, I'm on Tone Bell's show at Cap City. On uh, March 8th and 9th, I am at Hyenas in Dallas. March 10th, I am at Zuma, Oklahoma City. On March 15th, 16th, and 17th, I am in Kansas City. It, March 20th, Houston of the Secret Group. March 21st, Lafayette Comedy Club. March 22nd, 23rd, our resort gigs you can't come to but still flexing. <laughs> uh, and then March uh, 29th and 30th, I am at Stand Up Live in Huntsville, Alabama. And then April 5th and 6th, I will be at the Eclipse Fest in Burnett, Texas. And April 7th, I will be battling Logan Farr at the Comedy Mothership. Uh, 420, I've got the uh, marijuana show in Fort Worth. And then uh, April 24th and 25th, I'll be at Zany's Rosemont. Um, man, I've got some decent dates right now. It's and crazy then, how you have all this memorized and uh, you're not even using your phone at all. I know. And then uh, May 16th through 20th, I'll be in Denver, Colorado. Come see the boy in Colorado. And then, uh, like I said, June 29th, Portland, Maine at the Empire Comedy Club with Craig Fergola featuring. And my advice for future self is, how are you listening to this? You've been dead for three years. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great one, everybody.